Hey, I'm Claire McClanahan, a producer here at Gen Z Media. And in hot anticipation of season two of Young Ben Franklin, Welcome to New York, we have put together four short segments about scientist, inventor, founding father, and star of our show, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. And we are lucky enough to have with us a preeminent Ben Franklin expert, Dr. George Boudreau. Let's start with who you are. Tell us who you are, Dr. Boudreau. Well, I am a historian of 18th century Anglo-America and started off as a graduate student in Indiana and became interested in Benjamin Franklin as a teacher. And I've been studying Franklin for about 33 years now. And as soon as I know everything, I'll stop, I suppose. Well, what is it about Ben Franklin that intrigued you? What pulled you into his story? It seems like every major event of the 18th century, which is my specialty, somehow he interconnected with it. Whether it was the Declaration of Independence or the creation of the American nation through our diplomacy with the French and others, to the explosion of science um, that Franklin was improbably a part of, but he was this amateur who just got it. He grasped it. Did he come from a highly educated family? What is part of his origin story that would have set him on that path? Well, one of the odd things about Benjamin Franklin in looking at this era of people in history is that Franklin wrote his own story down. He left us an autobiography that he very carefully never finished. The story he told us is sort of up from poverty. I have to point out, though, that his family was not as poor as he liked to point out. He's living in a big family that looks like they're all pretty well-fed, but, you know, but things that for them in their era, like college, were out of the question. And of course, the girls, including his favorite relative, his beloved baby sister, Jane, or Jenny, as he often called her, um, girls were not given a formal education. Right. And it's interesting to compare the two of them because Jane marries a poor man and lives her life quite poor. And Franklin, at any step along the way, he could have failed. It could have all gone belly up. But he was really fortunate that the, the ways he invested his money and did things worked. So most of us, when we think of Ben Franklin, we think of this elder statesman, a politician, we think of the kite and electricity. But in our show, you know, we are experiencing him as a young man. What do we know about his childhood years, his teen years, before he left Boston and went to Philadelphia? He was always inquisitive. He was not terribly religious in a society that was still dominated by the Puritan church. I think he might have been the kid who would drive parents nuts, or in a classroom, he might have been the one doing his own science experiment in the back of the classroom when everybody else was studying English at that hour. Getting him to focus must have been quite challenging. He was athletic, and most people don't acknowledge that. But from you know his youth, where he is living a very short walk from Boston Harbor of the Atlantic Ocean, he is a very strong swimmer. And I think if we were to see him, if you were to watch him walking down the street, he probably would look to you like the captain of the college swim team. He would have had a very strong upper body, strong legs. We know once he got to London, he was swimming in 
hour-long swims up and down the River Thames, which I've got to tell you from what we know about the dirtiness of the river back then, I can't imagine getting into it, but he did. <laughs> uh, but he was a, a strong swimmer. He also, from the time he becomes a printer's apprentice, you could almost tell a printer by his body because it gave you kind of a weirdly shaped body. It gave you extraordinarily strong arm strength because you were having to pull the press, literally to press the paper into the inked metal type. You developed these big uh, upper arms and forearms and very likely a very strong, broad back. So we would have been you know, kind of like an Olympic athlete. That's interesting to hear of him in that way, because most of us look at the $100 bill or, you know, there's famous pictures of him. So it's interesting to hear about him in this way. Um, when looking back in history, it can sometimes be hard to identify with people of that time, right? It feels very far away. There's kind of this gap. There's this separation, almost like it's a totally different planet. But were there similarities between young Ben's life and maybe young people today? Are there things that teens today or young people today could identify with in what he might have been going through? Claire, you bring up a really great point. I imagine a lot of the kids who are going to take the time to listen to your program are the kids who are really going to go above and beyond in school. And Franklin was the kid who did everything he could to have books to read. He loved to read. He loved books. He founded America's oldest lending library. It still exists here in Philadelphia. And so a lot of that was fascinating. I imagine also you have a lot of kids on a Ben Franklin podcast who are really into science, who can spend their time looking at the natural world around them, of the trees losing leaves or buds coming up, or maybe they're helping garden and getting to see plants work. I would strongly recommend that no one listening to this attempt the lightning experiment because it is incredibly dangerous. Incredibly dangerous? Well, <laughs> now you've got my attention. Join me next week as I continue my conversation with Dr. Boudreau and make sure to tune in on February 23rd as we launch season two of Young Ben Franklin. Welcome to New York. <laughs>